0: I come from a land down under, <laughs> where women blow and men plunder. Can't you hear, can't you hear the thunder? You better run, you better take cover. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Austin, thanks. You know what? Nobody's done that one. Hey, a little man at work. Oh, I love it, man. Makes me uh, come back to, yeah, Footloose. Yeah. Yeah, it was in Footloose, but also it was. Part of my era. Yeah, as uh You're too young for that, man. I
0: love old music. And it was actually <laughs> the guy that works with me, Brendan, he suggested that I do that song in honor <laughs> of the quality. So stay,
1: stay close to the mic. Just yep, point it right sure, at you. Sure. That's it. No, bring it with you. Don't worry about moving it okay. around. It's all good. Uh so we got Austin Jones here, at quality construction, uh qualityconstruction.ca. Austin at qualityconstruction.ca and Instagram it's koala underscore built yes sir uh i totally forgot to change my shirt but i don't care because i'm wearing libretto so <laughs> i like their pizza i'm gonna be fine with that man there you go that's it so let's uh off to the races man first of all thank you can you just go to the wide so we can see? Oh, thank you very much <laughs> 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 i want to see the booze it's great it's not that i'm an alcohol uh, alcoholic <laughs> or anything like that i just like booze that's all yeah. uh where do you want to begin man I don't know. Well, we want to start at the beginning. Let's start at the way beginning. You got ten years experience, but obviously there was swinging the hammer before that. Absolutely. So
0: um, I haven't been in business for ten years. My business is very new. I've only been in business for about six months. For I got to ask
1: you why the name, how the name, or uh, so my mom's from Australia. My nice.
0: dad uh, was working over there, and that's where they met. Yeah. Uh, so in honor of my mom and Australia, the quality, I like the play on words. It's nice. So yeah. uh, it's a little something about me brings it to the work
1: so I like it I like it. sorry I interrupted you man
0: No uh, so yeah it starts right back at the beginning I was uh, just fresh out of high school my parents wanted me to go to university and study I, uh, they wanted me to go to school for anything they just it was university it was a big push that's the way the uh, education system is these days it's you know oh you're academically smart you got to go to university and <laughs> I was off like the couch. yeah university 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 and I didn't want to spend 10 grand on university if I, a year, if I didn't know what I wanted to do. For sure. So I took a year off and I was going to try and save some money. And it just so happened that I fell into getting a job as a laborer for a carpentry company. And I was, I'll be the first person to admit I was completely ignorant about what trades people did, what trades people do. No clue? No clue. I was like the most... I'm going to go to university and make millions of dollars and be that guy and drive a Ferrari, whatever, you know, whatever 18 year old kids think, 17 year old kids think. And, uh, yeah, I didn't even know how to read a tape measure. Okay. And I thought, and I thought, uh, and I thought, if you, like, it was kind of beaten to me through school too, though, but I kind of thought that if you wound up in construction, you'd kind of, you'd failed. Like that wasn't, you You weren't smart, you, you'd failed.
1: Still is kind of today. It still kind
0: of is that, but it's, it's so wrong. Like, yeah. and I, and I was there and I was learning how to read a tape measure day one, getting yelled at by the old guys on site <laughs> the whole time. You learn to read it quick, but uh, the whole time I was like, wow, you know, this is a lot more complicated than I thought. And they were framers and you know, I was cutting hip blocks like the second day and they're like, yeah, this angle, this angle. And I'm like, "Uh." Oh, you're lost. I was lost, but I picked it up quick. I worked hard. You know, I remember going home at the end of the day after work and like YouTube, Google, just trying to learn, trying to get on top of it so that I could show up to work the next day and not get yelled at. But also, you know, I was really enjoying what I did and I ended up going to university after all, uh, did four years at Trent, got a business and economics degree. That's a good thing. It was good. I was uh really, really happy that I did it. But all in all, I think uh like the whole time I was at school I was just trying to get back on site and start building stuff.
1: So you got hooked? I got hooked. When did the yelling stop? Did <laughs> kinda, it, ever stop? Kinda, How it kinda, ever stop? Kinda never. It didn't really <laughs> stop at all.
0: Um I, I ended up not working for those guys and then I, I was self-employed for a little bit while I was in university, but it was just too hard to, it was too hard to manage yeah. and uh, I ended up working for a couple other companies eventually and then, you know, once I finished school and got a little few more years of construction experience under my belt, I worked for another company for three or four years before I, just uh, after university, before I said, let's just do this on my own. How were they? They were okay. Um... I don't have anything really negative to say about them. It's just the way that they ran the business um, was a little questionable to me sometimes. Just Like Like the paper side of the business? Yeah, like it's just like charging clients for your mistakes. Oh, okay. Which I find to be like, you know, like there's a point where you have to, there has to be some give and take in the relationship most certainly. But like, oh, this was obviously our mistake. And like, we'll just bury that in a change order to the client. And they'll just pay for it. And I was like, I don't really feel like that's right.
1: Do you think things like that come back and bite you later on?
0: I think so. It's, well, it's, it's dishonest and it's, yeah. and you're, it's, inte- it's your integrity as a tradesperson and as a business owner to be able to sit there and say, Hey, look, I can say I honestly delivered the best product I could deliver and I delivered it for a fair value. And you know what, if we made a mistake Like I've made mistakes before and I've gone to all, we all have, but but you go to the client and you say, Hey, look, you know, it's a conversation. That's what it is. You know, I, I forgot to price this or I priced this wrong. You know, I'm really eating my shirt on this. This is the numbers. Like, you know, can we meet in the middle? Maybe because there was a price. And you know what? If they say no, they're well within their right to say no because you gave them a price.
1: But at least you're having a conversation about it. But you're having a conversation. You're not, you're not just keeping it down inside you. Man.
0: Well, that's it. You're burying it in a change order and yeah. going, oh, I got my money back. But, you know, the client's suffering at the end of the day. And I
1: honestly think if you try to do that, it's going to bite you later on.
0: Absolutely. I, I think it will. It's it's not the right way of doing things. And then, yeah, that's the big... That was... It, it didn't happen very often. And ultimately, they were, they were a good place to work. Like, there's... I don't really have anything negative to say. It's just... I felt, like, personally, the way that wasn't the right way to run the business yeah. and I wanted to do it better. That was my goal.
1: But at least, I mean, everybody knows that you learned something from good, sure. or bad, good, learn or, something. good or bad. you learn something. Good
0: or bad. Well, and that was the big thing, right? Like I'm picking everybody's brain all the time. Like it's just teach me like you, I'll leech off of anybody. Yeah. You know, like, I'm not a master at anything by any means, and I think you know there are guys who have been in the business for 40 years who would say maybe they're not a master yet. Oh, I agree, right? So yeah. it's one of those things where you're you're trying to get there eventually, and you never will, though. I but no, <laughs> you won't. <laughs> you definitely won't. You never make it, but you just keep trying. And the day you feel like you've learned everything yeah. is the day that you fail. Like you, there's, you can learn something from everybody, the greenest apprentice on site. Can teach you something.
1: I've never shut anybody down. No. I don't care if you're the new kid or the old guy. I've never shut anybody down. I'll listen.
0: You can. It yeah. it,
1: it could be fabrication. Yeah. You know, and I'll have a conversation with them, but uh I'll listen. Yeah,
0: well, and it's and it's the same thing, right? Like is the really powerful thing, like it, it was really the people that I initially the two guys I initially started working for. The answer was always, well, it's just done that way. That's why it's that way, right? I and, love that one. Yeah, it's so that's just how you do it. I'm like, well, why? And they're like, well, that's just how you do it. It's like, and I was never really satisfied with that answer. So I, uh, yeah, I always say, if as a leader in a leadership position, if you have to, if you have to say, just shut up and do it because I said so, then you have to. That's not leading. Well, you have to. You have to evaluate why you have to say it that way. Because if you can't articulate why this is the best way to do it, then maybe you haven't thought it all the way through. That's That's true, right? But, you know, I'm I'm a big, I need to understand why something is the way it is so I can process it and learn it.
1: So after that second one, the second group of guys you're working with, that's when you decided to go on your own? Yep. Yeah,
0: yeah. I I was on my own for a little bit through university, which was uh, challenging to you can't really run a business for four months in the summer and then shut it down and try and restart. Yeah. You know, you spend your whole exam season in April trying to plan work for the summer. That's a little daunting. Hard. It was hard. So and it wasn't very smart. And I'll be the first person to admit I didn't have the skills or experience that I needed to do it on my own yet. I didn't and I tried too early, you know, like I think a lot of younger people in the industry, you know, like we, yeah. it's, it's a common theme on the podcast. It's, yeah. you know, younger people in the industry, you know, I've swung a hammer for three years, three weeks, three weeks, and I'm ready. No. And it's, and, and I wasn't, I thought I was, there's was a little arrogant. I thought I was, but I wasn't. And I went back and I learned from some more people. I absorbed some more knowledge. And I think this crack at the business, I think I'm ready
1: now. What were some of the things that you realized you weren't ready for?
0: Uh, The paper side of the business, for sure. Like, I love construction. I love building things. I wake up Monday morning at 4 a.m., excited, ready to go to work. Um, But the paper side of the business was very daunting. And I'll be the first person to tell anybody out there, if you're uh, in university for business, they teach you nothing about how to run a business. So <laughs> <laughs> like you are 0% prepared after you graduate to really? run your own, I oh, thought
1: you had an advantage. No. <laughs> no advantage? No.
0: Well, there's some things, yes. Like there's definitely a little bit of an advantage, but like they're not teaching you how to, you know, run your books, what software to use, you know, how to price a job or quote something appropriately, how to run a project. Like those things are... It's all theoretical. Yeah. There's no application. So it's like you maybe understand the theory of it, and then it's like, yeah, no, just go do it. But with real-world consequences where it costs you thousands of dollars if you screw it up.
1: It's funny. I, I, I've i always said that, you know, you, everyone should shadow, mm-hmm. just volunteer their time, walk around neighborhoods, find a job site yep. for the skill part of it.
0: Absolutely. But it's not a
1: bad idea to maybe go in and approach them and shadow also for a portion of the business side of it. That would be amazing. I don't know how many contractors out there would be willing to do that because that's kind of like, I'm giving up everything. Uh,
0: I, yeah, I agree. And I think you do have to like, it's your business, your trade secrets. I think you do have to play some of it close to the vest, but yeah. like, I do think like one of the, like the, one of the companies I left, they were very upset that uh, I was leaving to start my own business. Um, why? Lot, because I was, you know, they'd invested all this time and, and money into me. And, you know, and, and I, can, I can see where they're coming from to a point. But I've there's a quote from Richard Branson that I really love. And the quote is uh, somebody comes to Richard Branson and says, uh, you know, what if we invest all this money and time into our employees to these people and then they end up leaving us? And Richard Branson turns at them and he says, well, what if we invest nothing in them and they stay? True, And it's true, right? Like you you have to invest in people. Like the common theme I've been hearing, listening to all the podcasts you've been doing lately is we don't have great people and we're struggling to find good people and we don't have enough of them, right? And I firmly believe that the solution to that is we have to build them. Yeah, Like we have to create the environment and make those people. And that involves investing in people. So like if my guy, Brendan, who works with me, if he wanted to learn more about the paper side of the business, cause his end game was to run his own business. I would walk him through it. Cause, one day he's going to subcontract for me, or we're going to work together that's on a project. That's
1: exactly what I was going to say. There's, you guys will work together one day. That's it. And there's no hard feelings, right? And you'll actually create a better project. Absolutely. it Working together.
0: And you know what? Maybe there's parts of the business that the way I do things he doesn't like, and that's okay. You know, empower him to go run it and do it the way he wants. Yeah. Right? But teach him the skills and get him ready so that he can be successful. And I think there's nothing wrong with that.
1: It's interesting that you're bringing that up because I've actually just got reached out by a co op student here locally mm. to try to get, she's got um, nine or ten students. Yep. So I, and, and she's not aware of tradespeople out there, businesses, whatever, to get these people in. It was, Four that want to get into carpentry. There was one plumbing, three electrical, one right. HVAC, right? Mm-hmm. HVAC went right away. Plumbing went right away. Electrical went right the big away. Three always go. Well, carpentry <laughs> went, but I was kind of being more specific with her about, you know, these kids. Are they rough framing carpentry? Or are we talking about trim carpentry? So oh, she wow. got back to me and she said it was two and two. I got a bone to pick with that one. Okay, well, we'll <laughs> no, bring <laughs> no, that we'll up. Bring up. But sorry. I wanted to, I'm, I think I'm going to reach back out, or, out to her and I'm going to go you should also tell the students that they should be paying attention to the paper side of the business too.
0: Absolutely. If you, cause a lot of trades people inevitably like the high tech sector does it differently. So I've always said the high tech sector, you have what are called key contributors, I believe is what they're called. Yeah. And that's, you know, Eventually, you have to move into a supervising role if you want to start making more money in the construction industry. Got to let it go. And you got to manage people, yeah. right? And there are some people out there who are never meant to manage people, right? But they're incredible craftsmen. They're incredible at what they do. So, their pay, like a key contributor in high tech is, say, an electrical engineer yeah. who is just so good at his job or her job that they're just going to continue to grow at their pay rate and they only have to do that job yeah. because they're so good at it. Yeah. Right? So, I think as a tradesperson, unfortunately, you could be the best carpenter in the world, but you're going to cap out at this pay rate unless you want to start managing people. So, we do it differently. It's teams. It is. Yeah. And and that's and and I think it should be a little bit of both. Like there are people who are cut out to manage people who want that like added responsibility, and there are people who just want to be a really really amazing carpenter or tradesperson and they, they don't want to manage people, but they're going to try and put themselves in that position to maybe make a few more dollars an hour. And, and then it
1: just grenades on itself. Like, I think we have to really figure out a way. It's short sightedness. Agreed. And and it's not, I'm not picking on the younger gen. Yeah. It's also, I've seen short sightedness from the older gen as well too. For sure. Yeah. No. What's the bone? Like, is it trim or? No, it's,
0: it's, it's carpentry as a whole. I think okay. it was uh, it was Stu from Brawley Renos yeah. when you had him on. So he was he's from Britain. Yep. So he was saying, uh, you know, carpenters in Britain, like there is no rough carpenter. There is no finished carpenter. And I very, and, you know, send your letters to Austin. No, Construction. I, I agree with it. I fully believe yeah. that if you want to call yourself a carpenter, you should own everything made of wood. Yeah. You know, you should be able to do trim and baseboard. You should be able to do framing. You should be able to do forming if you had to, right? Like all those things. It's it's all made of wood. You're a carpenter, you should own it. And isn't it the
1: same in Australia? It is. It is. It I, is. is it North America is that the only I way that it's I think we're lit? the
0: only one. And it's and it's and it's good. Like there's benefits I think to to section, like to breaking it down, right? Cuz finished carpentry in and of itself is an incredible skill yeah. and not everybody's necessarily cut out for it. And there are parts of framing, I think that are very, very technical and complicated as well. Yeah. And not everybody's cut out for that. So it kind of allows you to specialize in what you like, but I do think to some extent you have to be able to do it all.
1: Challenging here though, in Ca- in North America, because you know all the big toys that framers have yeah, and then all the many toys that trim has. It's true. To have both of those boats, that's a lot of gear to be carrying. Right, it's a lot. It's yeah. it's
0: it's hard to get into that. It's the same thing with like with forming. Like I just formed a slab on grade a few weeks ago, and but like we built the forms, and the company wanted us to build the forms so that they could keep them. So we made the forms. I was like, "Cool, now you have forms. It's okay, great, cool." But like I don't have forms and a truck to crane in forms to do foundation walls. So like we're not forming a foundation because yeah. I'm not getting set up to do that. That's not really where I want to be. But I've done it before, and if I had to, and the forms were on site, you know, we could put it together and make the house. And I think that's the that's where sometimes people get lost. Is there? I I'm a finish guy, and I I don't frame, or I'm a framer. Like I'm a framer. I don't I don't do trim. I can't. You don't, I don't, you don't do like
1: it. trim, or you don't do it. Oh me! Yeah. I love it.
0: I love trim. I I do. It I all. love
1: trim, but I'm I'm probably half as fast as a professional. Absolutely. Because the problem is that. I actually, <laughs> I enjoy the process and I'll watch the sunset. Yeah. You know what I mean? I'll yep. build something, put it together and I'll watch it. If I was working for somebody, they'd be like, you're out of here because stop watching the sunset.
0: For sure. And and it's a balance, right? Like you, you have to be able to do it fast enough that you're yeah. efficient and you can make money, yeah. but you also have to. Like, I think you should you should have the balance of being able to do both. And, like, some of the crazy stuff, like, you watch uh, the guys on Instagram, the Finnish guys, yeah. and some of the guys you've had on, the yeah. most recent podcast with Andrew there, I think. Yeah. Yeah, so, like, some of, the s- with, some, yeah. Yeah, so some of the stuff those guys make is just bananas. Like, out of this world, beautiful. And it's like, yeah, I would take double as long as you would take to make that, probably. But, but
1: sp- speaking about grouping it, I mean, Andrew's only – I think he's the only guy I know who's a trim and he also installs hardwood flooring. Right. So there you go. He sees the value in that. So he goes in and he lays out all the hardwood flooring and then he does all the trim on top of that.
0: Well, the value for me that I find is like I frame the house and I usually get the contract to come back and do the trim. And I'm setting myself up for success. Like I'm talking to the builder. I'm talking to the client. Like, are we doing knockdown jams? How thick are our jams? What are we doing for doors? all these things and I'm setting it up like my pocket doors. I don't, when I stand the interior walls, we don't, we don't just put it up and hope <laughs> for the best. You know what I mean? Like it's
1: man. Is it, is it, is our clients gotten pocket crazy? Oh my goodness. It's insane. Are we charging a correct amount for pocket? Cause I know in the beginning Never. there was no way I was like, Never. there's no, this has got to be quadrupled. If not more.
0: There's so the one house we just did, there's six pocket doors in it. <laughs> And I think it's just because the homeowners like the look of pocket. Like there's no functional purpose. Like they have a functional purpose it's to just save cool. space. It's, it's just cool. That's all it is. Are you
1: d- any double pocket?
0: No, no double. I have done them before, but yeah. not on this particular house, but yeah, there's uh yeah. Six. Like I couldn't believe it. We're framing six pocket doors.
1: What are you using for track?
0: Um, God, the, uh, prefab ones. I don't even remember what they're called. I get them from the supplier. They just deliver them. Uh,
1: Not K&N or K&C. Crowder? No, Crowder. Yeah. Yeah, Crowder? Yeah, Crowder. Okay. Are the clients uh, ponying up for the soft clothes? (laughs) No. (laughs) That's the other thing. The moment that you actually get ahead of the game and everyone's asking for pockets and you've got the soft bumper and then once they discover the soft clothes. Right. Well,
0: (sighs) but it's hilarious because everybody has to have soft clothes on their cabinet doors. But they won't put soft clothes on their pocket
1: doors. That makes no sense. Like, come on. And then you got kids or whatever.
0: Yeah. Slamming the door. And I, I totally agree. It's like, just do it. It's not that much more expensive. It's, it's, and it's worth it in the long run. It's the same thing. Like, it's why the cabinet guys are always saying, like, soft clothes hinges are great. Like, you have a contact point there. And there's so many contacts before things start to fail. So if you can make it a nice, gentle close every time, come on.
1: I want to go back to the efficiency because uh, we recently had Mohammed from uh, Fomit on the show. Yep. And uh, after the show, we got a bite to eat. And then I went to his warehouse and, and I was blown away by what he set up in the last 15 years. So he's got three solid crews. OK, so he's managing, but he still pulls the trigger on, on his work scope. Right. But yep. he's got three solid crews. He's got five trucks. So he's always has a truck. If it ever breaks down. Yep. And then while he was walking me around the warehouse space, he has two other generators and two other guns ready to go for whatever reason. Smart. He, he's ready for a catastrophe. Yep. That's how it is. And I was like, this is amazing he goes, dude, we we have to be ready because we can't to. be scheduled six days, ready to do work. And then something goes down and now we lose that. And we have to try to juggle that whole schedule.
0: Agreed. You have to be prepared. There, You have to have contingency plans in place. Like, The way I've been trying to do it is I buffer out my time for a job and then I always leave a two to three day window at the end of every single job. And the point of that is, is I can always move a client up and they'll be happy. I can never push a client back
1: and and, and stay happy
0: and stay happy. So it's great because I have that two to three day window. So if things do run a little crazy, if the schedule does get a little hectic or they add something because I'm not going to leave and then come back if they've added a change or something, right? Of course. Yeah. So we're going to do it then and there, but then there's an extra day for argument's sake, but that's already pre built into my estimate and to my plan. So that's the goal for that. And then, yeah, like I've got spare nail guns, spare saws. Like if one goes down, there's one in the truck Even and then there's one. Oh yeah. Ready to, to fix, maintain different pieces of air hose, air yeah. hose fittings, like, yeah. you name it. Yeah. Y- you have to have it. Cause it's not efficient. Like say, I've got one nail gun or two nail guns and both nail guns go down on the site. Okay, great. I either have to go to the store, spend 600 bucks and buy a new one or whatever, or we're hand nailing for the rest of the day,
1: which is not efficient. It's either. not efficient. Yeah. You know, we can hand nail,
0: like we can do it, but, you know, hand nailing walls is a lot slower.
1: Are you running employees or subs? Employees.
0: How many employees you got going? Just one. Okay. Right now. Um, goal is to grow to hopefully Uh, like two guys so three three man crew next year is the goal Um, I think it has to be that way and it's about having the control to to create the environment that you want to create yeah like you've been a GC for for many many years right so you've experienced you know you get trades on site sometimes it takes time to find the right guys that fit your crew you know fit the vibe of the personality absolutely you know everybody has to get along everybody's got to look after each other It takes time to find those people. And uh, I think, again, like it's about building those people. So having them in-house as my employees allows me to kind of create that culture myself and build the people that I want to work with, you know?
1: It's actually the best environment for them to learn too. Agreed. Because then you see, they see you at your best and your worst. and, And when you solve certain things, right? Yep. Which was kind of interesting, because also, i, I just going to go back to Mohammed ridley because yeah. He had an accident inside of his warehouse. He dropped a, a container of uh, chemical. Oh, wow. Well. And he had all the security cameras there. And all he cared about, first of all, was nobody got hurt. Absolutely. Second, what did the team do when that happened? Yep, he wanted to look at the footage to find out what did the team do when they were reacting to that situation. Yep, and it was really critical about that. And I was like, "That's two smart things to consider."
0: Agreed. Well, and I think we get caught up, especially like me as a new business owner. Like there is no shortage of stress (laughs) and financial stress, (laughs) and you name it. You've been there. You've been doing it for years, right? So it's. there's no shortage of stress. And I think sometimes we lose sight of what's really, really important. And it's like, oh, geez, you know, he could look at it as well. I lost that crate of chemicals. Now I'm out, you know, three grand for that and this and that. But like, you know, at the end of the day, you can spend three grand and buy that thing. You can't replace one of your guys that, nope. that fell on, right? His nope. family is missing, uh, you know, a exactly. father, a husband, somebody yeah. right now. And that's, that's way more important than that. So y- you really do have to sometimes put things into perspective a lot like, Speaking of perspective, I had a really, really awesome conversation. I took an Uber for the first time. I live way out in the country. I live for the way first out the, time? For the first time ever. For the first time ever. I was getting my truck fixed. How was that experience? Uh, it was interesting. It was interesting, but uh, it was good because the Uber driver and I, we were talking, right? Like, I'm not going to sit there silently. You know, he's, he's not there to chauffeur me around. We can talk. So, And he was, from, uh, he was from Rwanda. Okay. And they had a, they've had a horrible civil war going on over there for years
1: and years and years. Yeah. And nobody's helping them. No.
0: Well, uh, yeah. he's Well, and he was saying, right, he's like, he's a, he worked for the last 25 years. He's in his 50s. And he's worked for the last 25 to 30 years just to pay so that him and his kids could come here to start a new life. And now he's yeah. starting over in his yeah. 50s. And it's like, speaking of perspective, right, is you can, the beauty of living here and being in this country and being in the construction industry and everything, like, you can work if you work your ass off you can succeed you can yeah. build a great life for yourself yeah. and that's the awesome thing about living here and you know there he worked his ass off and it didn't mean anything right like he well it did he got out but like he worked so hard just for that and he could work harder and harder and harder and never get anywhere no matter how hard he worked because it's set he's set up to fail so anyways that was an interesting thought on perspective that i had the other day i was like wow you know business is busy and it's stressful and this is happening, but you know, if I just keep working hard, I can build a great life for myself and I have an opportunity that that guy never had. So
1: am I wrong to say, and I think I've said it before the immigrants coming into the country here when they do get into construction or any other job, they're working harder than the locals. Absolutely. You're which is such a shame.
0: It is. Well, like, uh, <laughs> I think it's because they've known struggle and I think it's like, in this country, we are so privileged in this country. Yes. It is a beautiful, like, I, I always say, my dad says it too, like, we won the lottery when we were born here. It's it's amazing to be here and to be from here. Um, and we won the lottery by being born here. But the people who come, like, they know, nobody in Canada has known real struggle since World War Two. <laughs> nope. Right? It's It's been prosperous. Everything has been great. You know, we've had a couple recessions. But, you know, no depressions no you know you haven't wh- really been pushed no and like that guy who came from rwanda yeah like he was worried about his kids getting shot yeah. every day yeah that's the that's fear. struggle yeah right that guy is that guy's seen some things and that is you know he's he's gonna push he's gonna hustle he's hungry he will right and that's the difference i think we don't have that here not that I want, like, you know, not that I want that. I don't, I, it's horrible that people have to experience that. But, but it's, it's the perspective. It is. It like, changes really it.
1: understand that, that perspective, what, what we have.
0: A- absolutely. And we take it for granted a lot. Like, I know myself, I do. Yeah. You know, it's like, just the other day, I was catching myself, you know, if I was driving my truck and I was like, oh, you know, it's a little broken down, it's not so nice, whatever, right? But I'm just like. 18 year old me would have killed to have a truck and trailer like this. And here I am now going, (laughs) Oh yeah. But what about that newer GM or whatever? You know, you can, you can look at the eye candy all you want, but it's, you know, you have to put it into perspective and say, well, look, you know, 18 year old, you would have killed for this truck. You're here now. You know,
1: I had trucks when I was a kid, teenage, early twenties, you had to pop the clutch. Yeah. You know, if the handle was still on the clutch, <laughs> yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. Like he just like, it was bad. It yeah, was ridiculous. And then when you try to buy something new ish, yep. you're buying something maybe a year or two older than that particular thing, but yep. that's still about 10 or 20 years younger than what everybody else is buying. Oh yeah. And then you're like, you're hearing funny ticking sounds and you're wondering, what is that? What can I do to stop it? We'll just
0: keep nursing this along. <laughs> and hopefully it keeps going. Then the
1: weather goes bad and you're like, hmm, no. is it going to die today? No. I know. We've all been through it. Will those. it start? Yeah. yeah.
0: Well, and that, and that's it, right? Like, it's you. like life is it's in, it's so much about perspective. Yeah. Like, and it's hilarious too. like another note on perspective to keep running down this. Oh, tangent. it's but a good one. It's great. Like, uh, yesterday it was just yesterday we were working and i was on site and one of the guys came uh, another guy from an, his self-employed as well his name's clifford and he came to help me he's from the islands great guy so you know it was snowing in ottawa yesterday like we were getting massively snowed on a lot right? it was oh yeah like uh, 20 centimeters oh, oh it was a rough day to be working outside we were getting wind blowing snow on our faces it was it was it was a, a little bit more challenging and but you know i don't mind but Clifford, he's like, oh, man, I'm from the islands. This is cold. I don't want to be out here. But uh, we're uh, we just played reggae music instead. I was playing reggae music, and he's dancing. You're in the islands yeah. in your mind. That's what man. I said. It's all about visualization, yes. Cliff. Just keep on thinking you're there, and yes. he's, you know, and he's dancing and he's singing. And the older guy on the other side of the site, he's yelling and cursing because he doesn't want to be out there, and Cliff's dancing and singing 20 yards away <laughs> from him. And it's like you know, it's all about how you see it. It's all
1: about perspective, and everyone
0: loves it. And every then I the day's it.
1: almost over, and that's it.
0: Production. It was one of the best days I've had working in a long time. That's all you can do. Just because you know you couldn't not be happy the island music was playing he's singing and I love dancing it. it was great
1: i love it, it i want to share a little of history uh, in construction here uh, for some weird reason plumb bobs have been coming up a lot lately on the show so we figured uh plumb bobs were used by uh babylonians ancient egyptians ancient greeks and ancient romans to make accurate vertical lines when building or marking the points of stars and planets they are still the most effective and accurate way to determine a vertical in construction you ever still? You are you using lasers? Still use it. You still use it. Still use it. I still have one. I just got to find it. But I know. I know guys are they're pulling them out now. Um, plum bobs must be symmetrical to function, so they were made out of easily shaped materials: first stone, then dense hardwood like uh, ebony, oak, or ash, then metal. Some have been made uh, of bone or ivory, but they are typically decorative items. Uh, plum bobs get their name from the lead. They were cast uh, with it later ages. Uh, Plumbob is a Latin for lead. Now, plumb bobs are mostly made of bronze. Uh, the spirit level almost eradicated the plumb bob since it could determine both the vertical plumb and the horizontal level. Uh, but bo- plumb bobs became useful again as buildings became taller. Masons used them to accurately transfer a point from one level to the other. Plumb bobs lost their round form and gained an ultra fine point at that time. Sit, man. Love it. I want to ask you, Austin, what... Uh, what you're Dewalt, right? Yes, sir. That's what it is. Like, <laughs> I love guessing, and I love because I try to stay away from looking and try to figure out. Yep. But I just figure because based on your your trade and what you do and everything, it just gears towards that.
0: Yeah i I have always said, you know, if I could do it all over again, I'd go back and go Makita.
1: <laughs> that makes sense. I, I by the way, that does make sense.
0: But I found initially dewalt was kind of coming out with more variety more tools and they were kind of catering to the carpentry trade and milwaukee was kind of firing off the tools trying to compete with dewalt but they were really going after the hvac Can and open. the electricians yeah. and so i ended up going to dewalt my dad uh my dad built our house uh and he still has the 14 volt dewalt drill that he used had uh, on the yeah. <laughs> Yeah. He still has that. So I knew it was an all right brand and yeah, I just picked it up and they get you on the batteries. That's the problem. They're expensive. You invest so much. It's to switch battery platforms is a whole investment of itself before you even buy another tool. So yeah, they got me suckered in on the batteries and well, there I am. I'm
1: pretty well all yellow. I recently saw a video of someone sharing you can use DeWalt batteries on Dyson vacuums now. Oh, yeah. There's an adapter that you can buy from Amazon, and the DeWalt battery will slide right on it.
0: That's awesome. I know Craftsman and DeWalt are interchangeable.
1: Really? Yeah. I didn't know that. I
0: think, yeah. I've, I haven't have tried it, so don't quote me on it, but uh, one of the guys I work with, yeah, he says uh, if you... Switch. You can switch them out because they're basically made by the... They're, well, Black & Decker owns them all, right? Oh, okay, so that's why. So basically the same. So you could switch to Walt and craft some batteries, apparently.
1: I don't know why we don't just make it universal.
0: I've said that. Well, it's It's
1: money. It's business, right? I it's, know why, yeah, yeah. But, but I don't. We I agree. It. I mean, I think everybody should just be interchangeable. Right? Absolutely, that's it. But I guess there'd be a lot of thieving going on on cruise.
0: Uh, probably, yeah. There's Something a lot of that. that sometimes, right. well, let me pour
1: your battery, and then you go home with it. <laughs> yeah, it's gone. Then you got to put a metal detector out. You're leaving the job site, right?
0: <laughs> All right, up to your pockets. <laughs> <laughs> Give, me <that. laughs> Give me those. Batteries. Nah,
1: that's exactly what's going to happen on our job site. Yeah. <laughs>
0: well, and the universal battery would be amazing, but yeah, it's. It's one of those things. It's That's like, just
1: too smart for humans. It's
0: like, it's the Apple, right? It's yeah. every three years we got to change our charging cords. So you have to buy a new one, you know? Oh, our batteries change Now you have to buy new tools. To this round, them.
1: we're not even going to give you a charger yeah, because yeah. we assume you have one. Yeah,
0: now that, yeah, now that you've bought a $3,000 phone. you got 15 cables. Yeah, now you need to get a cable. Buy the cable separate. Thanks.
1: <laughs> Where do you want to take your company now, man? You so, got plans in the next five?
0: Yep. Yeah. Well, my, my long-term vision for the company is I'd like to uh, build new homes, new construction, uh, high-performance housing, uh, Net Zero Ready is the end game. You're uh, doing your
1: studying right now?
0: I Well, I've built – I've taken the Net Zero Builder course. I just have to build one in order to be certified as a Net awesome. Zero Builder. Yeah. Um, but I've built a passive house before, uh, and that was a really awesome project to work on, double-wall construction, use the SEGA system, Windows from Austria, the whole shebang.
1: First of all, Sega is one of the leaders. I would agree. I know there's a lot of companies out there. I've had people on the show before, and they've been reluctant to discuss the companies that they're not a fan of, but... I don't know. Like marketing, they do really well with their marketing so the messaging gets out there. Is oh, it a good product? We don't know.
0: I've used it and and my personal opinion on it is it's a great product. Their tape sticks to everything, you know, the classic I'm Trump. not questioning Seagull, I'm no. questioning other ones. Oh, other ones? Oh, there are other ones that are a lot more questionable, definitely. Like But they're
1: all over social media and and they're all over making them look amazing and I don't agree with it.
0: No. It, well, it's again, it's it's selling the selling the anomaly as the norm, right? It's, it's the super jacked gym guy who's taking steroids. And he's like, oh, if you follow this diet, you'll look just like me. And it's like, oh yeah. And then add a couple, you know, CCs of steroids to that. It'll (laughs) all work out, right? It's, but you're selling the anomaly as the, as the norm. And it's the same thing. Like, yes, do those systems work? Absolutely. They work under ideal conditions in a controlled setting, with this 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 and this right and but at least my experience with the Sega system for sure has been you know it's freezing cold uh, this is everything sticks it all works you know the system is great their vapor weather barrier is incredible like it's almost impossible to accidentally cut or tear yeah like the system performs and
1: that's what i liked about it that's what i've learned is that you you got to really be educated on the system absolutely like don't be don't be uh, i just got this problem about every single product has to be from one manufacturer to make it work perfectly. True. Yes. And no, it depends on, first of all, where you are, the structure you're building, the way these lines are being drawn these days, they're making it more and more challenging to, to take care of those little air barrier kind of moments. Right. Yep. So it's like I, the fir- that's the first thing I learned is whenever I started building my first one, I first thing I do is bring in building consultants Yep. and all they do is they stare at these m- sections that are, intersecting with each other and they're like how are we going to seal that properly yeah well and it's
0: it's a correct like that that's what i refer to as the art of construction yes it is because there's you know and not anybody like i always say like well anybody can build a two by four wall and not anybody can right but like there are some things that are very you know three days on the job you if you haven't mastered nailing a stud together you <laughs> probably not going to cut
1: it yeah, try, another <laughs> yeah, try, try another
0: trade Yeah, try to try another trade but some of the things right like they really require some thinking like how are we going to tie this together right how are we going to make this you know this flash this properly so that everything sheets right like there's some things where you really do and nothing is the same nope on every house everything's custom i know which is well which is amazing like that's one of the things i love about this industry and the job is because you're always thinking you have to constantly problem solve. You're like, oh, this is different. Okay, well, we did this kind of like this. Why don't we try that? So we, we
1: need the team to be problem solving. You do. It's not just one. No. Or left to one.
0: No. No, you, you have to work together. Like, and that's one of my pet peeves about not all GCs I've worked for, but some GCs. It's very like, oh, this is happening. This is how I was like, did you have a conversation with the electrician about this? Did you, did you ask the team? Did, did, did everybody get involved? And no. Majority of the time it's not. They did not. And ultimately the client suffers because the end product, like you wind up with a plug in a dumb place in your wall paneling or you wind up with a cold spot because there was no way to properly insulate it. And, you know, nobody thought ahead at how that was going to work.
1: Now you realize that building net zero and building passive right now is not profitable.
0: Uh I don't know. I I would say yes and no. Like, I think, I think it's, it's about finding the right client that wants to invest. Yes. You know, like I always say to people like, you know, you go to a track house builder and you're building subdivisions and it's, you know, okay, you're buying the Toyota Camry of, of home, <laughs> you know,
1: if that, if, if
0: that, yeah, yeah. It, it'll get you a to B. It'll do what you More need of a it to Corolla. do. Yeah. Maybe yeah. a Corolla. <laughs> <laughs> it'll do what you need to do. And it's great. Right. And then you move into these higher end custom, you know, these net zero, these net zero ready homes. Like, okay, now we're moving into buying the Cadillac or the, you know, some of them are the Ferrari of, yeah. of homes. Right. Yeah. and, you know, they come with a Ferrari price tag too. You have to be prepared to pay for it. But if you are prepared to pay for it, you can have a truly amazing home. Like your humidity isn't dropping or changing overnight. You're getting constant ventilation. You know, you've got R70 in your walls. You can heat it with a candlestick. Like all these things, it's, you can have all that. We have the ability to do it. It's just,
1: you got to. You're totally right. You got to find the right clients. It's it's just the right clients. They need to understand. They have to be educated too, and not blindly educated, where they're being bombarded by the marketing side of things. Yeah, and saying this is what you should do, and and that that that's a lot of stuff that is going on right now. Well, and building, They hear the catchphrases, right?
0: Oh yeah. Well, and building is becoming so. Like it used to be, like I always say, like there's a lot of people who are like, oh, I can I can tackle that, right? Like very, lots of people are prepared to tackle things on their own homes, right? I was like, oh, I can do that. You know, how hard can it be to do that, right? And there's some things like, okay, you got to do a drywall patch. Yeah. It's not the, not the end of the world, right? Like, you know, you could probably tackle a drywall patch, but building new homes, these passive houses, these high-performance homes, they're becoming so technical and there's so much math and science and engineering that goes into it. The normal person isn't tackling that. No. Nope. And they just they just can't you need to find somebody who's an expert on that who can walk you through that process, right? And help educate you so that you can see the value in what you're purchasing. That's that's what it comes down to. And
1: it's been a while since I've walked the aisles of a big box store. Yeah. Because occasionally I'll do it just to try to restrain myself from buying anything or answer anybody's questions (laughs) (laughs) without even wearing an orange apron. Um, But have they gotten to the point where they're now starting to sell certain airtight? They're they're not at that point yet. Because I would get nervous if they started doing that because you're right. It's not for the DIYer. No. No it's not it's, it's for the professional exactly it has to be it's almost it, like the top gun of construction
0: it is well and that's why and that's where like that's why i say like that's where i'd like to be. like i think code will demand it yes in 10 to 15 years maybe energy even prices if will that. demand it energy prices will demand it absolutely europe's so, already doing this absolutely well and we're we're often behind europe a lot of the time in the way that things are going so
1: because our prices are s- relatively low f- right now yeah right for sure well and that's it so i
0: think like the code will demand it and this is where we want to go but it, it's becoming less and less accessible for your average DIYer to be able to do some of these things right you're gonna have to you're gonna want to find a professional yeah. who can coach you through that process yeah. right and that's that's what it comes down to
1: why do you want it like are you are you leaning towards it because you personally want to achieve those goals or you're leaning towards it because you want to actually start building homes that will be century homes.
0: That's it's the, it's the quality. Like, okay. I want to build for the future. I want to build like, that's the reputation that I want to have. Like you come into my business and you know, we have a conversation, we understand your needs and what you want to build and we make that happen and we bring it to life and we're coaching you through Cause a lot of times homeowners don't know really what they want, right? Like they, they come in there and say, okay, this, and you're like, great. But there's so much that goes into the structure and behind the walls that matters so much that a homeowner, like they just see kitchen countertops a lot of the times, right? It's, Oh, like, I really like the way this looks. I'm like, we can make it look that pretty, no problem. Like we can do it, but what matters is, is like, okay, how's your house going to be air sealed? What kind of windows are you going to pick? You know, are you going to put in the air like HRVs or code, but like, are you going to put, do we want to do an ERV? Where do you want for your ventilation system? You know, let's bring the HVAC guy, the HVAC tech in, let's have a conversation. Let's make a plan so that you have zones in your house or whatever you need. Right. Like let's, let's do that together. And that's all, that's all Mandarin to them. Like they, they're like, oh, we have to figure all that out. Right. So, Like, I want to help people realize, like, I think you can have a great home and you can afford a great home and everybody can live in one. And it's just about working with people to create that. And that's really where I want to be. I like it because I personally, like, I'm, I feel very strongly that we need to do better. Like, we get one planet, you know, we can, if we can heat houses with a candlestick and we know that we can do it, why are we not heating all houses with a candlestick? right it's true well and it's and i think it comes down to production and i think it comes down to speed as well like those houses take longer to build there's more care it's a specialized tradesperson that you need to do that kind of work right we have a housing crisis and we need houses bad so you know get the fr- get them in the subdivision and start slamming them up right and that's going to fix our housing crisis problem but in 30 years when all those houses are you're going to have a down, number of problems absolutely right so we're putting off our current problem for other problems down the road
1: you know welcome to toronto yeah i don't know how it is in ottawa there but i mean i could just assume it's probably the same kind of thing pretty
0: similar like there's there's a lot of old homes in ottawa which is which is great like there's some really really nice old
1: homes great opportunity to update everything
0: absolutely and there's lots of people who like love the the heritage and the history of those homes and they want to kind of keep it in character but bring it back to life which is great i love working on projects like that but it's the uh it's the like the track houses. It's yeah. I you don't even have words for what you see on track housing sites. Sometimes
1: it's kind of a shame. Like I mean, you, I'm sure that you remember a few years ago when Drake was featuring Champagne Palace here in Toronto, right? And. <laughs>
0: Okay. I'm not a big Drake no, fan. No, yeah, I I- <laughs> I'm the furthest away Drake fan. Yeah.
1: But I was like, I knew some of the trades that were working on it. Okay, and everybody had to sign NDAs. They were not allowed to photograph anything. You couldn't share the work that you were doing. Right. It was it was all being composed just for him and for Architectural Digest. He was going to launch it. Right, but it was just so sad as being somebody in the construction industry. It was just all about the glitz and glam. It was about his $150,000 bathtub. It yeah. was about, you know, all the money that was being spent and the builder that was attached to that. Not a single ounce talked about. The craft.
0: The, yeah. I, I agreed. Well, and I think it's a shame Such too. Such a
1: missed opportunity. Well, and
0: like a, an educational opportunity. Skilled
1: like, local trades people. Absolutely. Well, yeah. and it's
0: and it's a shame too that they weren't allowed to take pictures and do that, right? Like it's another thing that a lot of companies... That I've worked for in the past, and people get very upset about. They're like, "Oh, well, you took it. That's my work, and you took a picture of it." And uh, I was like, "Agreed, yeah." But I was the tradesperson who built it, right? You, you weren't there. Like I designed it with the client, I built it with the client, I made it, and installed it. That's my work. Back to
1: your point about the beginning, it's just a conversation. Well,
0: and and it's the same thing. Like, yeah, yeah, and it's like, and I've and I'll be the first to acknowledge I've 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 gotten in trouble for that a little bit because I didn't have that. I was young and arrogant, and it was my work, and I didn't have the conversation beforehand. Yeah, but it needs to be a conversation. But like I've told my guy Brendan, who works with me, like it, you know, take a picture of whatever you want. Like you we're a part of creating that art okay. and if you want to share that art with your friends on social media or say look what we built today have at it you were a part of it you made it you did
1: that work but just don't forget to mention yeah
0: mention who it was you know like don't be like oh yeah look at this house i built exclusively by myself alone <laughs> you know uh, the red flags gonna yeah. go up at that time red uh, flags I, for I know. sure
1: i've had that a few times i'm yeah. like Okay, so you walked by while I was taking the picture. It yeah. didn't mean that you built it. <laughs> yeah, you weren't there. And now <laughs> I see you posting it. I'm like, oh, I don't care. You could post it, but just tag.
0: Yeah, yeah, tag who actually, the the tradesperson
1: who made it. Like, what's the big deal? that well, just say. Well,
0: that's it, right? It's, you know, it, or like you're taking a picture of the bathroom you did, and you did the trim in the bathroom for argument's sake. And it's just like, yeah, tag the tile guy because the tile works beautiful, right? Like, help each other. But right? then again,
1: then then you get the demo guy coming in and going, hey, 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 <laughs> hey, hey. hey. Yeah, well, the demo guys are important, too. They're important, too. Who, who started this whole thing? <laughs> yeah, well, well, technically speaking, I got the client even before you got the job. So yes. you want to go that rabbit yeah. hole? We'll go down that we rabbit hole. We can play hole. that rabbit hole. <laughs> <laughs> I just, like, just tag everybody, man. Well, just, just Everybody be happy and collective. That's all, and man. And at the
0: end of the day, that's it, right? Like, we're all here to do a great job. Everybody does great work. Yeah. And, you know, like, share. You should like to your point about nobody being able to share anything like what a missed opportunity to highlight skilled local tradespeople yeah. for the amazing work that they Cuz
1: I think that's going to inspire other generation current generation a lot more than glitz and glam images.
0: Oh. Well, we have a huge yeah, we have a huge problem with yeah. like especially in our school system. Like I like I was that person who was like there was no shops in my school. There was one and there was a wood shop and if you were like an essentials level math student or something. They're like, yeah, you're going to have to go to, you're going to shop because like you're not going to be able to get it. You're not going to go to university. So you're going to go to shop. And I was like, well, I was okay at math and I was pretty academically intelligent. So like, yeah, you're going to go to university. So there's no shop class for you. So I never took shop.
1: Are they changing their tune these days because of so many successful wealthy people that are in the limelight these days, never went to or started, never finished.
0: I... I don't know. It's it's still very much pushed, like, university, university. Like, the guy who I have working for me, Brendan, he has two university degrees. Okay. He went to teacher's college, and he has a university degree in history. And he's swinging a hammer as a carpenter's apprentice with me. Can't find, like, a job. He could. But he's not interested. Soul-sucking. He hated it. He didn't like it, right? Like, you know, his kids and parents yelling at him because, like, how dare you tell my kid that they did something dumb? And it's like, well, your kid did something dumb, so sorry. You know, somebody has to tell them. Yeah. and You know, and, yeah, he he didn't like it. Well, I think he liked it for a bit, but, you know, it wasn't for him. It's the same thing with me. I got a fancy piece of paper that I paid a lot of money for and spent four years on, and here I am out in the cold yesterday swinging a
1: hammer, but, like... But you were listening to reggae. I listened
0: to reggae. We were on the island <laughs> in our minds, <laughs> but it was funny. Like, but it, it's fun. Yeah. Like, and it, and it's a great job. And it's not sold that way to people in schools. It's just not. It's it's very much pushed that like like I said, my mentality. Like you've you failed if you wound up in construction. There was nowhere else for you, and you failed. Yeah, it's not and, the case. And it's not the case. Not
1: today, man. Not no. the way we're building today. No. no. No, like there's the, you, you need professionals actually problem solving how to build certain things, man.
0: Absolutely. Like there is a time and place for the guys who just want to turn their brain off and smash stuff and do or demo and gut stuff like, or, or whatever, right? Like there is a time and place for, for the guys that want to do that. But for the most part, it's incredibly technical and you yes. have to have your brain turned on yes. and you need intelligent tradespeople to solve those problems with the experience and the skills that they have. And that's, we're we're severely lacking in that.
1: How are the inspectors by
0: you? Uh, The inspectors are okay. Um, I like picking
1: on them. (laughs) Because they reach out. I love,
0: (laughs) I love getting a good inspector who knows what they're talking about. A problem solving inspector. Who notices an issue. Yes. You know, hey, look, I was walking through here. Conversation. I noticed this, you know, this looks like it's a lot. Oh, you know, thank you. Thank you for pointing it out. Because, you know, you were my double check. You know, I'm double checking my guys where like when we're walking through and like, you know, I'm doing what I can. But, you, hey, you caught one thing I missed with a fresh, fresh eyes. Amazing. Fresh eyes. That's what That's I love. That's the
1: best fresh eyes coming on a site. Absolutely.
0: Yeah. There's nothing worse than the the framing inspector who shows up and walks in and just kind of does a little look around and goes, yeah, boys, looks good. Close her up. <sighs> I've Here. had
1: those where just, they literally set one foot just on the site. Yeah. Take a peek and then they leave.
0: Yeah. And to just look around like, dude, what's wrong with you, man? And then like, you know, or it's like, Hey, do you want to see the engineering detail on this? Cause we kind of sort of no. just made all this up. No, it's okay. Just
1: send it to me. Just send it to me. <laughs> what did you want to hold it up? In yeah. Place and just and...
0: see that like we've followed the nailing pattern <laughs> and that everything's good. And just, no, no, it's all good. Don't okay. worry about it. We
1: trust you. I guess. Yeah.
0: Okay. Well, it's nice to have that trust, but it's like, I've met you for the first, like I'm working in a new area. You're the first time I've met you. Like you shouldn't trust me. Like, I know. <laughs> you know why? But no, the inspectors are okay. Haven't had to haven't had to fight anybody about too much so far. So that's, it's not bad. They're pretty reasonable, I think. Like as long as you're a real person and you have a conversation with them, you don't come at them like, hey, I know what I'm talking about. And you don't. It's an e- it's,
1: it's ego. You know what? In all fairness, both sides should be that way. Absolutely. They just, like, they shouldn't walk in with their backs up and you shouldn't be standing there with your back up. That's no. all it is, right? Yep. It's just like, you should both be here. Okay, all right, let's walk through. Well, you want to start from the top? Yeah. Down? Where do you want to start?
0: Well, and it's it's, it's, it's just ego, yeah. right? Like,
1: it's just it's like, I know more than you. Or, you know, some
0: of the younger inspectors I found, like, I'm fairly young too, but some of the younger inspectors I found, you know, like, they feel like I think they have to prove something. They've got something to prove. I
1: wish they wouldn't show up on the job site traveling on a horse. <laughs> yeah. It's like, man, like, we all arrived here the same way, man. Yeah. Come on.
0: Well, and, that, and we're all here to work together. Like, I'm not going to criticize you if you maybe aren't hundred percent sure about this because you took a two week course on framing and I've been doing it since I was 17. Right. Like obviously like yeah, I've built it before the experience is there, you know, you haven't. So ask me a question.
1: Plus I'll answer it. <laughs> give us the opportunity that if we do see something, whatever, maybe we missed a nail or yeah. something, nail on the a hangers, a give us an, an opportunity to do it right then and there. Literally as you're walking, you're hearing it behind you and yep. it's being done. And then just notify that it's been done.
0: Right? That's, that's the big one. Simple as for that. For sure. Like I had an inspector who is, who, uh, Wanted to hold up the project because schedule I,
1: another inspection.
0: Well, yeah, because I needed to nail like two more two by eights on. And he's just like, yeah, I'll have to come back and reinspect. And See, I was like, I don't like, like that, dude. I got two two by eights downstairs. Like, it's we'll done. get them nailed in, no problem. It's like, yeah. it's done, and then I can move on and sheet my floor this afternoon. Like, my plan was rather than having to wait till you come back tomorrow morning to sheet my floor. Thankfully, I. Talked, like, he he agreed. Like, I kind of used, like, the whole, hey, look, like, I'm on a schedule here. The homeowners, like, this is their only bathroom in their entire house. And they're sponge bathing in the powder room downstairs. So if this floor doesn't get sheeted this afternoon, you have to answer to her, not to me. Yeah. <laughs>
1: so I'll loop you in on the email thread. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and yeah. She can have a few words with we'll you.
0: We'll see, see, on the email thread. <laughs> <laughs> she could have that.
1: That'll be entertaining. Oh
0: my god. Yeah. So he was uh so yeah, he was thankfully he's like, Okay, no problem. I, I'll run and do a quick inspection over here and I'll come right back. No problem. So we, we ended up getting it done, but most people like they're real people too. Everybody, they're pretty
1: reasonable if you just
0: if you're reasonable with them. If you come in hot, they're gonna you're gonna get what you give. Yeah, and that's the same with everybody. That's,
1: and it's the same thing with uh, ministry labor. Absolutely. Like, there's no reason. Like, trust me, you'll get out of any kind of ticket. Yep. If you're just a human being, man. Absolutely. Right. So there's no and and anybody who's in construction, trust me, they will cross paths <laughs> with you, man. <laughs> oh yeah, it's going to happen. You just don't want it to happen a lot of times, and you definitely don't want to be. In a shit show of a job site, <laughs> when they do pass by, so be prepared for it at any given time.
0: Well, and it's and again, right? Like just like the building inspectors ensuring everything's being done safe. There's a reason for them, you know. uh, It's the same thing with the mol. Yeah, You're, you like you know the guy that works with me has a one one year old kid at home. You know, like. He's got to go home at the end of the day, every yeah, day. Same, you know, we all do. Everybody, so yeah. it's about doing things safely. So we're
1: really conscious of all this, right?
0: Absolutely. Well, you have to be, right? And it's the thing is, too, is like being the more experienced person on the site, right? you got to protect the, the new guys from the things that they don't know. That's or it. the things
1: that they do know yeah. and they can walk in high in pride and all of a sudden or the, eh, I made a mistake.
0: That's it. Or all, all the things that they see you do that they're like, oh, I can do that. And you're like, well, you probably shouldn't be on the second story with a saw pinned up on the guard cutting things like me. You know, that's not yeah, great yeah, either. Yeah, like yeah, I should yeah. be better probably. But it's like, you know, I've, I've done that X number of times and I haven't done it a million. Like, you know, I'm not the oldest, most experienced trades person in the world, but. You know, I've done it a number of times that I feel confident that I can do this without hurting myself. You, three weeks on the job, should not be doing the same thing.
1: If you're having a moment inside your own head yeah. that you shouldn't be doing this, yeah. then you shouldn't be doing this. Absolutely.
0: I agree. <laughs> 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 well, <it's laughs> Listen to the voice, man. That's it. That's you all it. it is.
1: <laughs> Let me share a little it, uh, OBC here definitions. We've been doing definitions. Uh, wait, this I already have this one. Didn't I do this one? Sorry. Fixture. <laughs> I'm looking at fixture here. Am I wrong? I don't know. I'm not blaming Angelina or anything. I'll do fire block. We'll figure that one out. Fire block. There you go. What's a fire block? So fire block uh, system stopping fire spread in concealed space. What's a fire compartment? Fire
0: compartment?
1: Enclosed space separated from the rest of the building by fire separation and fire resistant oh, rating. Yeah. Like this a, is more for commercial. Like a safe space yes. that people could retreat to. Yeah. Fire damper. Closure designed to close automatically in the event of a fire. Okay. What's a fire load?
0: Uh, would it be the amount of time that something has to burn before it burns through? Yeah. Combustible
1: contents yeah. of a room. Look at that. Yeah. Right? Fire protection rating. It's minutes, hours, or closure will withstand flame. Oh yeah. That. Uh, fire separation assembly acting as a barrier against fire spread. Fire stop. Anybody who's building legal dwellings yeah, and everything. Yeah. Legal basement uh, System filling gaps between fire separations or around penetrations. Uh, flame spread rating. Classification of how flame spreads on a material surface. It's a little bit OBC there. I want to ask you, Austin. Uh Austin, sorry. Austin. <laughs> <laughs> <Oskin. laughs> Austin, uh, it's the holidays, man. I haven't <laughs> even dumped into that yet. Um what are your clients asking for these days that you'd like and dislike?
0: What are they asking for that I like and dislike? Um jeez. I don't know. I've been doing a lot of aluminum rail recently, yeah. uh, like exterior aluminum rail, composite decking. Um, you like
1: composite decking?
0: Uh, yes and no. You're a wood guy? I like wood. I'm a, I'm a wood guy. I, I do like wood. <laughs> yeah, no, <that's, laughs> I know. I love the durability of the composite. Like, you know, it's a great product. It's just the thing that really gets me is it really has to be done properly. And because it's so sensitive to temperature, you you could make it absolutely beautiful. When you leave, and I, you could I wish in. they
1: would stop telling clients mm. 100,000% durable, last forever. Color will not fade. Yeah. Just, these are all lies, 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 lies. Uh, yeah. <laughs>
0: well, it's, it's, well, there's, yeah, exactly. It's outside in Canada. There's nothing that will last forever. It's yes. just a matter of fact. You know, yeah. you might get more out of it than you would get out of maybe another type of material, but I don't know. We like, I've built cedar decks that look. Just as beautiful, to, like they were stained or you they were oiled, them. right? Yeah, they they look them. just as good today as they did when we first installed them. And composite ones where all the corner miters are blown apart because, you know, even if you glue them and screw them and do anything, they're they, going to blow apart. They, they split. Because it's just this is how it works. The material is so sensitive to heat and cold. Like the other day, we fired in some AZAC posts, the pre-made posts. And yeah. We were putting them in and we hammered we tried desperately to get them in as tight as humanly possible. So, yeah. yeah. We tried desperately to get them in as tight as humanly possible. And they uh the next day we came back, it was colder. They all shrunk. There's quarter inch gaps around the top. It's amazing
1: how it can just
0: dance, eh? Yeah. And it's like, okay, well. It looked great yesterday, and today it is what it is. Who came over
1: the night and, and changed all these boards? <laughs> yeah, like, like, who did
0: this? Well, in, in the summer, right, you know, they're all going to be super tight, and, you know, it might buckle, might buckle be bucko- might buckly, and it's just it's the same problem. Like, when you install that kind of stuff in the cold, you have to be aware of that. You almost want to leave a little bit of space.
1: But the client doesn't like that. <laughs> they want it to be seamless. Perfect.
0: Yeah, yeah I've never had a client. I've explained that to a few clients, and I've never had one say, oh, yeah, go ahead and leave a little eighth-inch gap there for expansion. They don't want it. No. Put it tight.
1: They don't want it.
0: And then when it buckles in the summer, you get the call callback.
1: Uh, I, I haven't done that many composites, but I think that the wider composite boards, you have to go 12-inch on center, right? Yes. Because they will.
0: Uh, they do. Uh, even, yeah, y- you look at them it's the same thing. It's like the hidden clip systems too. Like I'm not a fan of the hidden clip systems for treks with the grooves. They don't hold. Well, they don't, I I find they don't hold very well. And I find it makes it much more difficult to get everything tight and straight. Like a little bit of play in that gap between this and the clip it walks a little bit, like you almost have to clamp everything tight and then add your clips and then clamp everything tight again. Like it's, it's just not worth it like I find if you if you do a good face screw with a cortex plug or something like that you're going to get a better end product. Absolutely. That'll look seamless. It will and and you can make it straight. Like you can straighten everything a lot nicer it's the same thing with like when you do like, I don't know, every time I do a cedar or a pressure treated deck, we slam the deck boards as tight as humanly possible together. You
1: know how much they're going to shrink.
0: Absolutely. And I've had, I had a client call me back one time actually, because they had ice on their deck in the winter because we did it wrong. And we didn't put enough, uh, we didn't put space. So water sat on top of their deck and now their deck was icy. (laughs) That was a real, that was a real life call. And I just hit them back where they said, no problem. Um, Go ahead and give like you know. Wait until the spring. Wait until the summer, and if you have a problem next winter, give me a call back. No problem, right? did not get the call back because they course. shrunk. Yeah, they shrunk, and, and it always happens. But if you know, I would have had the other call back if I had left it. You know, if I had left it an eighth of an inch or a quarter inch gap between the two, when it shrunk to a half inch, they would have been like, "Well, my deck my looks wife's terrible. My white heel is yeah. falling <laughs> through, through, right? Yeah, it looks terrible, you know." And so the, you just have to trust. That the people who have who are doing it who have done it are looking out for your best interest as well. And if that trust isn't there in the relationship, then you also have to question like why you even hired me to do the job.
1: Is the material today shrinking
0: more? Absolutely. It's so wet. It's so wet. It's not coming. It's yeah. We're not
1: even getting five quarter, huh? No.
0: No. <laughs> it's shrinking. Like I built my parents' deck in this summer, last summer. Did you have to
1: age it a little bit or before you've installed it
0: uh well we installed it and like i had like i had clamps out and i was clamping it like as tight like i'd screw a board and clamp it back as tight as humanly possible yeah and they have they still have quarter inch gaps and everything is
1: shrunk a quarter inch gap quarter inch gap but it's not expanding back to
0: oh no it's just, it's so wet. Like it's, and I think it's just, it's production, right? Yeah. They're producing it so fast. Too quickly. They can't age it. They can't dry it properly. It's coming out and we're just getting it. And then it's installed. Like you, like you say, you almost have to leave it like under a tarp or tarped for a period of time so that you can age it properly till you install it. And I know that there are companies, like guys that do do that. So
1: there's other guys that I, yeah, they come across and well, they'll use, I mean, that's thermery on the wall there yep. and they'll use that and they'll oil the hell out of it. Put it right back on the pallet and mm-hmm. then ship it and, and then you install it and you install it at true eighth inch gap and it, it pretty much stays there.
0: Well, and I think that's like the things with the, the oils and the different protect, like the different deck protect, all those kinds of things now yeah. that like we can use. Like I've been trying to educate a lot of clients about those types of things as well. Just saying like, hey, guys, you know, these are things that you can use. These are great products. They're going to extend the life of your deck. It's going to be a better product at the end. It's going to look nicer over time, you know, but you do have to maintain it. And that's the thing that you have to like, just like you have to get your car oil changed. You got to clean your deck, (laughs) you know?
1: But it's ironic in their house. They want so like beautiful hardwood, Mm -hmm. but then they get on the deck and they want composite and they want you to curve it all. I don't get it. It's like, it's almost a Jekyll and Hyde client. Like it's, I don't understand it.
0: Yeah, I agree. I think it's a lot of, uh, like, they just, like, again, like, no maintenance, right? Like, oh, we want stucco or this, or we want, you know, metal roof because we think it's going to never have to be replaced. And I'm like, well, your metal roof might last longer than shingles, but, you know, it's got a lifespan too. Yeah. Everything does. Yeah. It's just so, like, and you have to maintain all of these things. Like, you know, like my parents have had cedar siding, like real cedar siding on the side of their house for forever but you know when i was a kid it was really awesome every 2 years when in the summer i got the job of pressure washing the house and staining the whole house at a
1: certain level you can't go too hard no no so you got to you know you got to pressure wash it, it, it just won't right you speed it up faster no,
0: you pressure wash it just right let it dry out then go stain the whole th- restain the house and but you know it's it's lasted it looks beautiful today That's it's, the way it's designed but you have to maintain it yeah. it's just and Nobody wants to maintain, like it's, it's, it's a kind of a comment on our society a little bit, I think not to get too philosophical, but we're in a, like a lot of people are just like, they don't fix things anymore. Like nobody fixes anything. It's like, oh, it's broken. i just get a new one.
1: Why is everybody so afraid of wear and tear? I don't, I think things aren't cool until you wear the new off them. Like, <laughs> you know, it's. I've had clients before where I, I went back just to stop by, I had an espresso or something yeah. like that, and I, I walked in and I was like, what's going on here guys? Yeah. Are you guys using this or what's going on? It goes, oh, no, no, we're taking care of it. We're not going to use it that much. I built it to be used. <laughs> it's like, it's supposed, like, to, it's be supposed to be used. Like, your son's supposed to be down here jamming. Your daughter's supposed to be down here studying and all this other stuff, right? And I'm like, you're supposed to be using this space. Absolutely. We don't want to wreck it. We don't want to wreck it. No, you're supposed to.
0: Well, and that's, yeah, that's just it. Like, homes are made to be lived in. And that's why I tend to kind of shy away from the modern style of interior finish because it's uh. so clean and it's so, like, so pristine that you almost feel like you shouldn't be sitting in there because you're going to like get a little dust off your jacket on something and it's, and you've like now damaged it, like you've ruined the space. Like it's, yeah. People, it's homes are made to be lived in, bottom line. And it's, you should be doing it, but you just have to maintain it. That's all it is. Like clean up after you do it. You know, your hardwood floors, the reason you got real hardwood is so that you could refinish it. But right? nobody
1: ever no. does. No. They'll rip it all out,
0: rip it all out. And that's, it's, and that's the thing. Like, it's like, but tools, like everything, right? Like what's the... Like, you know, get your tool repaired, maintain your tool.
1: Nobody does. You clean that.
0: it up. Like, oh, my nail gun's broken. Toss it off the roof and go buy a new one tomorrow. Like, it's like, no, I just go home, take it apart. all. there's a little spring in there that broke. Put the little spring
1: back in, and you're good to go. Like, it's. And nobody wants corded tools either. No, no. You can't wants corded. give corded tools away. <laughs> you can't. I don't get that.
0: I, I don't get it either. The beauty of corded tools is it doesn't matter what brand it is, you don't have to have a battery just plug it in and keep going like all of my corded tools for the most part are makita but it's because but you're them. still using them you're still building with still them. building with them yeah well and some things like some things I'll, i don't think you'll ever replace like the corded version of it like you're not buying a 16 inch beam saw cordless no <laughs> you know what I mean? Like no. that's hilarious do they have that i don't no. think so no they don't i don't i don't think so don't well think
1: they're so. they're pulling out all the sds now with cordless double, double battery or single battery yeah yeah if you're doing a job that requires a jackhammer.
0: That big, yeah. Like, okay, a corded little Bosch, like, bulldog cordless. And maybe, you got a little bit of like concrete just chipper. to open
1: up a hole or something? Sure. Sure. But if you're, like, breaking a slab or you're a walkout and you're carving out yeah. an opening out of a 10-inch foundation wall like okay i got don't get me batteries. i got 10
0: minutes out of that battery can you go to the truck and grab me another one like come on man just plug it into a wall
1: going back to the modern homes i i i honestly believe that modern homes shouldn't belong to families yeah they're not designed they eliminate the whole idea of wainscoting and, and baseboard and trim which is a protective decorative absolutely and they reveals are on the ball and then all of a sudden you just get kids and animals and they're breaking i think they're designed for single parent families yeah whatever
0: well and i think it's it's true too right like different things like like a lot of the modern homes are like very very open concept like we did a house one time where it was like oh yeah we don't want any walls and it's like so there was one two by eight mechanical wall that ran down the center of the house and there was just one two by eight wall it's all they wanted and it was, but it, but we literally had to have the conversation with them where it was like, okay, so, like, how do you want to get plumbing to your second floor if you don't want any walls? You're fattening up all these exterior walls, certainly. Like what? Are they, or power? How do you want to get power up there? Like you know, the Bluetooth power is
1: that we figured out how to do that over Bluetooth <laughs> yet? Yeah, it's like it's. <laughs> do we need a second floor?
0: I I like bungalows personally. I I I like bungalows, you know. Get
1: older, you don't need stairs.
0: Well, and I think that that's becoming a lot more the way, like I've been doing a lot more masters on main floors in houses. And I think that that's, people are trying to age in place. Yep. And I, and I, I think that's great. And we should be supporting that, you know, curbless showers, all these things like.
1: That should just be a must.
0: Absolutely. Well, the bathroom that I, that I just did, like, you know, there's future blocking for grab bars and everything everywhere, awesome. obviously for co, but there's grab bars There's We installed grab bars. Like it was an older couple. They were in their seventies. So, uh, yeah, like they're, unfortunately the bathrooms on the second floor, they live in a two story home, but. You know, we did everything that we could to try and make it so that within their budget to try and make it so that it was as accessible as possible. Because, you know, I want them to enjoy that bathroom as long as they enjoy living in that house.
1: Did you listen to that show with Julie Sachuk, Who's um, uh, she's in a wheelchair? I, I haven't yet. I it's don't like think. way, way back, probably okay. in the hundreds or something like that. Okay. And And uh, she, I was actually, able, I recorded at her house and she gave me a little walkthrough through her kitchen and her bathroom and everything. That would have been awesome. And the first thing that she, she showed me pictures and it was really, really great. And then um, she told me about the idea of not blocking in the shower. She regrets doing that because she did do some blocking. Okay. But she says, as you age as a, as a person that's dis- uh, disabled. Yeah. Uh, we're gonna need to move where the position of the blocking is gonna be. So then I said, "Well, I guess it kind of makes sense just to line the whole wall three quarter ply, yeah, on the shower wall, right? Yeah, and just take that idea. whole wall and then just make it all cl- because now you can fasten uh, an ADA applied." yeah a certified whatever grab bar yeah right a- into a- three quarters yeah whatever they, yeah. the certification is but you can apply that into uh a three-quarter pliant
0: yeah the beauty of uh this bathroom was that uh, most of the blocking and everything or the most of the grab bars uh, and everything went on in the exterior walls and the exterior walls of this old house was all one inch barn board still oh, on the inside that's so the whole wall was blocked so it was beautiful, and then I did blocking and key locations on the interior walls for things and for future spots. But yeah, I like the idea. I think uh, that's because a really everybody's.
1: Good idea. She also taught me everybody's different. Like true, it, it depends on how tall you are or how short you are or whatever. Everyone grabs their their secondary point a different way.
0: Well, and they have their uh, like they have the guidelines and everything to code for commercial. Like it's mostly for commercial. I like know, this is where it goes. Yeah. But but you're right. Like it's not a commercial space. It's their home. So why don't you tailor it? to them to them and i agree i think that's a really great idea actually lining the whole wall with three-quarter plot i love all
1: that i'm gonna have somebody else come on the show again i'm gonna talk about uh, biophila and everything like that we're talking about light yep color temperature of light uh, all kinds of stuff that you can do plant material inside your house
0: well there's there's so many ways that we can improve like you know like air quality you know the the quality of living that you can get out of a home and if people are spending the amount of like you know what home prices are like these days right if people are spending that much money on a house, right we should be able to coach them and guide them to do these like you know because they don't even know it exists no right like they they have no idea like they they were like oh we can put grab bars over here and i'm like yeah absolutely we should (laughs) you know like how would it make it easier to get out of the tub yes it would okay well
1: i was so close to getting a green wall done yeah well that would be awesome we ran everything we prepared for everything uh the unfortunate thing is the client never realized how expensive the actual plant fixtures were going to be. Oh. And then there was the big question about drainage. And then there's certain systems that don't require the drainage, which I wouldn't trust inside of a house. No. Because you still have to have some sort of uh, a drip water system for each plant planter on each level. Absolutely. But you are going to get some moisture coming down. It's going to have to go down somewhere. And I was willing to crack open some of the concrete and already put a a trap seal primer and have a drain there for that collection of it. But when he started adding it, because this was three stories a oh, wow. plant meter on a staircase, uh side split staircase oh, going so three stories. A lot. And I was material. like, it's a beautiful idea. It's yeah. lovely. It's like, trust me, you're going climbing and going down and you're seeing the screen. It's adding that, that element of oxygen inside your house and everything. Yeah. It's like beautiful. But then the numbers came in. And he's like, Mm. So we left it with a little stubby at the top where the power and where this uh, water supply was going to be. And it's just been like that ever since.
0: But see, this is the thing. Like you did that very smart, in my opinion, because I coach clients like that all the time. Right. It's okay. we're doing this work. Let's invest in the things that maybe don't look so pretty but that are very impossible to change later. Later on. Like, let's get the insulation done. Like, you know, let's do a flash of spray foam and a nice bat. You know, like, let's insulate the home for sound. Let's get it nice and tight, you know? Let's let's do a nice job on the dry. Like let's get all these things done. You know. Okay. Maybe you do laminate countertops for a couple of years, and then you replace your laminate countertops oh, down yeah, the road. You, can, you can't. Suggest- <laughs> I know that's that's sacrilege. You, you can't blasphemy. Suggest. The reason a home is built
1: is because of the kitchen. That's absolutely, it is. So but you, I mean, I wouldn't even have a laminate counter. Like, oh, uh, it's. But I brought some samples here. <laughs> we can play cards later on if you want. <laughs> no kidding. Well, <laughs> there's like different suits on the back of it. All that. That's
0: I. I'm all about. But I, to your point, right? Like, okay, well, let's rough it in. I get you know, it. So, like it's same totally like you know, it. okay, what are you doing in your basement? Oh, okay, we're gonna do this. I was like, Great, well before you pour the whole floor, like let's rough in a bathroom, you know, like even where you think you might want to put it. You're like, let's just do that because it's gonna save you money in the long run. Like, let's set you up for because renovations on homes and stuff, it's not the you're not the be all end all, right? You're gonna show up and do this renovation and then they may use you again or they may find somebody else in the future, but you can set the next guy up for success even if it's not you. So that they're not cutting the floor out and trenching everything to run new drains. Like let's—that's the know. first thing they do.
1: That's it. The basement is always the chopping block. Absolutely, I think OBC should actually start mandating that all basement slabs should be radiant. I could not. I love it when you do the science on it, and I think it's sixty or I can't. I don't remember the exact number percentage of your cold entering your house is coming from that slab absolutely why well, are we not heating the slab to prevent that
0: well the best thing we ever did too was uh, was like you know mandate foam underneath the slab like God forbid but like
1: that wasn't until how long ago. oh my, it this was, is recent. It was recent I know it was recent just two inches of foam made a huge difference well, to do that that's
0: it and like you know I, there was uh, there was a house I forget where it was in Ottawa but they did the, they did a test they did a section like with foam and a section without foam and, and you could physically feel the difference like without a doubt. You would. You would. You know, and that's it. So you got to imagine how much cold is coming from the uninsulated section, you know, versus the cold coming from the insulated section, but if we heated it, like like that thermal mass is huge.
1: I get nervous with anybody who's doing basements and they're not doing some sort of insulation separation. Oh
0: yeah, you you have to. Well, it's just like the beauty of it is is even better is if you do some type of ICF or foam on the middle. Sorry. Yeah, <laughs> take it take it with <laughs> you. Take it with, take with, it with you. Yeah. But if you do ICF and foam on the inside, right, you're gonna get that perfect layer that just ties itself together and you've got a great,
1: you know, build a fr- two it's night and frost two by four. Nine day difference, oh, man.
0: Two by four frost wall in front of it, put a bat in there, you know, you got great insulation. It feels like you're upstairs. It doesn't feel like a basement.
1: The passive house that you did, uh I love the double wall assembly.
0: Yep. Slab on grade. Yeah. Radiant. It was it was awesome. Yeah. It was uh it was what you uh, do for the roof? Uh, roof was shingles.
1: And, no, uh, installation wise. Really. Oh, uh,
0: it was all blown, blown cellulose. Um, yeah, I, I built it with, like, I didn't, sorry, I should clarify. I didn't build it my, like, I didn't build it myself. There's no. a lot of people that did it, but yeah. it was a guy that I used to work with a lot. Tyler, his, it was his personal house. And he uses that as a showroom for his clients. Um, cause he's got the net zero, like the monitor system and he can, you know, run the real time stats and show clients like, look, this is what we're this is what we're achieving in this passive house. And it's a great, great feature for him. But yeah, double wall construction. Uh, we acoustic sealed and taped all of the joints in the plywood on the walls. Uh, regularly insulated the two by six structural wall, two by six non-structure, two by four non-structural wall on the outside. Wrapped it in the Sega May West, the blue vapor barrier. Smart. Blown cellulose. Smart. I think he tested it out. He had something like R60 in the walls uh, by the time it was all done. That's
1: what you need.
0: Uh, absolutely. And his, and his, yeah, his attic was just full blown cellulose. It was spray foam, spray foam. And there was a, like a dormer section. So there was a couple sections that he sprayed, but they
1: flash first and then throw the blown in. Yeah. It was just,
0: it was just smart. smart. It was just smart. Like he he did a ton of research. He really did his homework on that. It was a huge learning opportunity for me to be a part of that project. Yeah. No, it was awesome. Like, and his house performs incredibly to this day. So it's it's 100% worth it. And I don't, he, he's building them out there for clients, like out in the Renfrew area, just uh, west of Ottawa. Yeah. Like he's building them out there and clients are paying for them. So there is, a, there is demand for it and obviously it can be profitable. So it's just about, again, it's about finding the right clients. It could
1: totally be profitable if it's new construction and you're starting from scratch. That's when it can really net, be.
0: Net zero and like deep energy retrofits like that are really hard to do. Because there's so many, like you've been set up for failure a lot of the time before yep. you even start, yeah, right? So it's it's a hard one. Net zero renovations are their own beast, which is why it's a separate course. There's a separate net zero renovation course, I believe. Um, so that's its own beast, I think as well. But uh, I don't know. I have to believe it's possible. You can solve any problem. It's just whether or not the the money or the time is there, right?
1: It'd be great to actually see a builder come on, Field and build an entire subdivision and net zero.
0: They have, have they not?
1: Have they? I, I think
0: they have in Toronto. I think there's a subdivision, a net zero subdivision out this way. Really? I thought there was the first ever net zero subdivision. I gotta look it to that. You'd right. have to look it up. I don't remember what it's called.
1: Really? How I many d- homes do you? <sighs> I gotta look that up.
0: Yeah, look that up. I think it's, uh, I don't know, I wanna say like 20 or 30 homes in really? the subdivision. Yeah, there's, it's there's, like so it was like a net or maybe not net zero. I think it was maybe net zero ready but like it's a net zero ready subdivision.
1: Very cool. If someone has, then great. Well, and I the think it, to them. I
0: think it would be great. Like I'd love to build, you know, like little off grid subdivisions that were kind of self-sustaining. I think that would be a really cool little project. You know, they're, they're self, so su- they it's a self-sufficient little community. It runs itself, right? None of the homes are tied together, obviously, but you know, or maybe there's a common, I don't know, common power source or like a little solar field in the back. And that's what helps feed some of the houses or something. But i think that would make a lot of sense and it would take some of the load off of our grid especially with our uh our uh push towards electric vehicles that our grid cannot handle
1: you have a question over <laughs> there <laughs> 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 um, what's up got a question. Zero, uh, yes Hearts village guelph. in guelph yeah uh, oh arts in village in Guelph. Yeah. There you go. There, yeah, it's, you know more about the city that I'm planning on leaving. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's just I just I remember
0: it was it was mentioned in one of my Net Zero Builder course I think, and I was very I was very impressed. I was like, wow, okay, so somebody's already doing this. Like, there is a demand. There's a market. There's a demand for it. So, you know, we, like we can do this. Like, it's the test case has been proven.
1: It's, it's been funny bad. though that uh, you remember I, I built that bunky house. Uh, uh, a few I'm, years I'm, back, I'm okay, uh, 108 square feet. It yep. was just an office space for the homeowner there. Oh yeah, you talked about it. Yeah, mm-hmm. and and that's how it's built. It's built that way, and also a lot of the laneway homes that are, are that are being built, they're built in that vein. Yep. Why are we just leaving it for those opportunities, and why are we not bringing it more into the code for? home opportunities right
0: yeah well i think you know it's it's gonna start to be that way i think like in ottawa they just changed it so now that every property can have three dwellings on it or something yeah well they're they're, they're trying like they're trying desperately to create space for people um the
1: problem with that whole you're allowed to do that there's no mandate on the green absolutely well so and i're building regular two by six well, and
0: i think they're gonna roll a lot of like i think they're gonna slow down or roll some of that stuff back so that they can increase production and i think that's the problem we already have quality problems we can't go any faster right it's not gonna it's a bad move, you know bad if you move. want something done right it's a bad move it takes time that's the problem
1: uh let me do a little green book talk here all right heavy machinery fines if an operator leaves the controls of a machine unattended, the fine for that is what? 550. 250. <laughs> 250. <laughs> if a worker passes a shovel Backhoe or other excavating machine or its load over another worker, the fine is. Come on, 550 250 250 Come on. If a worker passes a crane or other hoisting device's load over another worker, the fine is. 250? 250 There we go. <laughs> I knew we could get it. <laughs> Austin, this has been great, man. Uh, everybody check it out. Uh, Qualityconstruction.ca and it's koala underscore built on uh instagram austin at QualityConstruction.ca. any other you want to share just before we get to the 12 questions we're getting close to the end not to the end end but we have time
0: i don't know what else should we talk about
1: back to the net zero i've actually mentioned on another show uh that hasn't posted yet uh but it will by the time someone listens to this one yeah i started saying that i think the government should get into play where you let people in their own on your street you do whatever you want in your house if you want to make it more energy efficient. Mm-hmm. And then whoever gets the most efficient house for that year, you get a nice tax credit of some sort.
0: Yeah, I think the government can do... Well, that's a whole other podcast yeah, on you, our federal you, government. You, but you, you lost me at when the government can do. Yeah. <laughs> I drifted off. But the, uh, other, I think the government can do a lot to incentivize people properly.
1: But they're doing it wrong where they're motivated by either triple plane windows... Or some sort of spray foam job or yeah. solar panels. Yeah. I leave it to the homeowner. Absolutely. Let them change their windows. Let them add more insulation. Let them Well, do I it.
0: think like there's so many um, green energy advisors and there's so many um like I forget what the the people who do the testing are called, but like there's so many people who can like do an energy audit. Sorry, energy, energy audit. Yeah. Auditors, so there's yeah. so many people who can do an energy audit on your home. So at yeah. least you can get a baseline of what your home is. Then you the homeowner select what upgrades you think you want to do get a follow-up energy audit and then that. there's a percentage of like okay we increased our efficiency of our home by 25 percent so what does that get me for a you know for a tax credit or for a financial incentive you know like i think if this is what we want people to do like people don't respond well to fines it's been proven
1: but through to reduce economics your carbon yeah footprint
0: yeah it's been proven through economics. It's incentives, right? Like, you can make money to do this. We will pay you to do this. Amazing. Like, I'm in. Where do I sign up? Like, free money. Wow, the government gives away a lot of free money these days. But
1: <laughs> this particular government. Yes. Or I guess a lot of governments around the world are doing that as well, Well, too,
0: but. and again, everything is about balance, right? Yeah. You have to help the people, but at the same time, you also have to not put a the country in debt.
1: <laughs> That's a, a whole one. other show, a whole other podcast. I know. <laughs> Are you concerned at all for next year?
0: Uh, I'm booked through the spring, okay, um, which is good. You know, only being in business six months, it's it's been stressful. You know, trying to get work, trying to keep work. Um, I think, yeah, next year is going to be a tough one for the construction industry. I think. It's be challenging. May- I think we may have to pivot a little bit. Like, we're definitely going to head towards a recession. Um, It's coming. We all know it is. Uh, And we have to prepare for that kind of stuff. Uh, I think custom renovations are going to be probably the hardest hit. And I think... I agree. Well, it's just because the government is going to be propping up the track houses, like, all of these other... Like, whatever produces enough... Because... you know, they're getting enough pressure. Like, Oh, we have a housing crisis. We have a problem. People are pressuring them. So they're going to throw money at that problem. Yeah. So they're going to prop up anything that's producing mass volumes of houses. Right. So the thing that I like about it is, is my goal is to become a builder, but I like, I also can do the work. Yeah. So like if I had to, right, I don't love framing and subdivisions. I don't love trimming and subdivisions. Like <laughs> I do not. Cause there's no love. There's no love. It's just, just it on. do it and get out of there. Right. But you know, if we had to, to make that work, we could pivot and take on some of that stuff to keep the doors open yeah. while we continue to search for the right clients so that we can build the types of homes we want to build. And that's the, th- I like that having that flexibility, you know, it's, Hey, I want to be a builder. I want to be a GC, but I need to find the crew, the trades, the people to do it. It's like, okay, well we can do it. You know, we can pivot, we can do the work ourselves. And, yeah. You know, I'm not going to do all of it obviously. And I'm still looking for the right fits for the team to build the collective of, you know, HVAC, mechanical, plumbing, electrical. But, uh, you know, it's about that too, right? You got to build your whole team.
1: You see a lot of love in the construction, all the trades. Uh,
0: Yes. And no, or it
1: depends on the day, the week and the job.
0: I think there's a lot, like, I think there are people like, I think it's sometimes I think everybody had a passion when they started. I think people lose that sometimes you know be it from a really bad client or a a really bad uh, contractor or who knows right like you know some things cause you to lose that passion but i think everybody started it for a reason yes right um i still see people who have a passion for it you know every now and again there's less and less love as i've you know i'm not hugely old in this industry but you know i'm there's less and less love even i've noticed since i was 17 years old yeah till now right you're not wrong and it, and it's pride like i think i think it comes down to a point of pride in your work right it's it's the reason why when we show up like we show up in company clothing we show up in professional trucks you know we show up on time we tell the homeowner when we're going to come right we tell the contractor we're proud when we're go- yeah we are we like and that's you know you see I say the kids, but they're probably my age. But like you, you know, you see the guys who show up, you know, with the jeans with holes in them, paint on them, hanging around, Track the, hanging around their ass, <laughs> sweatpants, you know, the whole thing. Don't even tie up their work boots for the day. You know what I mean? And they show up, cigarette in their mouth, the whole thing. And that's like that's that's it. You know, not that there's you know people who smoke, whatever. It's not attack, but. Like, those guys are showing up. Put on your
1: uniform, man. Look
0: professional. Yes. You look professional, you feel professional, and you deliver a professional. Like, you know, we're not helping the stereotypes that people have for us in the construction industry by showing up and living up to those stereotypes. Right? There are smart, educated professionals that work in this industry, and we should carry ourselves that way. And that's why that that's the mandate. Like when, you know, it's, it's company clothes, you know, if you're, there's a work clothing, like, you know, if you, if you need a pair of pants because yours are all destroyed, you know, like whatever, I'll buy it for you. Like, it's just, there's a certain level that we, like the quality of work needs to speak for itself, but there's so many things that you do before you get the opportunity to share that quality of work with the client. So true. You have to, you have to be like that.
1: So true, (laughs) man. Are you ready for the 12 questions? I'm ready. Hit me. (laughs) What is your favorite construction word? Uh, it's three. It's plum, level, and square. <laughs> what is your least favorite construction word?
0: Good enough. I what, hate that. I can't stand <laughs> it. It's good enough. I've can't, heard it so many times, too. Can't see it from my house. It's, yeah, oh, that <laughs> it's almost like a
1: period. <laughs> uh, what turns you on in construction?
0: Um, the people. Working with really, really good people. Like I've met some of the most generous, kind, amazing, genuine, genuine people. You know, you you don't get that working in a lot of other places, but you know, people who are proud of their trade, proud of their skills, proud of their culture. You know, it's, it's amazing to meet those. Like I've, yeah, that's one of the best parts of the industry, the
1: people. Did you guys have jerk chicken or anything like that when you guys were doing that day? <laughs> I wish. I would I have. Wish, I would have got jerk chicken sitting in the <laughs> snow and just ate it. Uh, he was,
0: I, I, I love it, man. It's 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 all about the, yeah, he's proud.
1: It's a, it's, it's a nice vibe, man, for one to collect, you know, to build up the rest, it's, man. It's,
0: it's well, and I, I, and I don't mean this in, like, a sexist way. Like, it's the brotherhood, it's the sisterhood. Totally. But it's, but it's the, totally. you know, you don't get that brotherhood. In a lot of other places. No, you don't. You know, you don't. And that's, and that's the part I
1: love. You'll be sent to HR. That's
0: it. He yeah. was playing reggae. <laughs> he, was, <yeah. laughs> he said a bad word. <laughs>
1: what turns you off in construction?
0: Uh, just, yeah, poor quality workmanship. Yeah. You know, just guys doing stuff, just slap it together.
1: You first do that. How did they do that? And then why did they do that?
0: Yeah, well, and it's, and you know, like I I did one job and I will, I'll own this. It was a railing and I thought I was ready to do it and I was nowhere near ready to do this railing and I took the job and I did it and it was a terrible hack job and I regret the way that I left that job to this day. And it is, but it was, it was poor quality craftsmanship and it's the only one that I've ever done that I've actually been like, you know what? I am ashamed of that work. Still haunts you. Still haunts me.
1: (laughs) Still haunts me. What's your favorite curse word? Uh, fuck. <laughs> What's your favorite vehicle? Anything in the world? Uh,
0: I do like I, I do like the new GMC. Uh, the 2022 AT4 is the big truck. They're nice off-road versions. They're are they simple.
1: starting at six figures or are they still five <laughs> figures? I
0: think they're still five figures, but depending on what you put in them, they can go up to six figures pretty quick.
1: I never thought in my lifetime a pickup truck would be six figures. That was not commercial, dually. Oh, it's... It's,
0: it's incredible. Like, you know, like, like you can buy like industrial cube vans for like the same price that you can buy a truck now. It's crazy. Least favorite vehicle
1: in the entire world?
0: Uh, A Fiat. (laughs) Those tiny little Fiat's.
1: (laughs) What construction sound or noise do you love?
0: It's very specific. It's the, uh, I'm not quite as good as the older carpenters that taught me, but they used to be able to set and drive the nail all the way. So for me, it's the third hit. It's the set, drive, finish, but it's that crack when the hammer hits the wood yeah, when you drive yeah, the nail. That's yeah, just music. Yeah. It is
1: music. What construction sound or noise do you hate? Um, I do
0: not like the buzzy tool, the oscillating tool. Oh. Just screams in your but ear. you have a
1: dual one, don't you?
0: I do still loud, still loud. i still love
1: that meme that was shared where oh. it was jim carrey and uh dumb and I, dumber i haven't seen it and he was like you want to hear the most annoying sound and oh. then it cuts to the dewalt tool
0: <laughs> it is it is it's <laughs> brutal and you're always finding yourself in a cramped terrible space using it like head in a joist cavity between or, oh and it just <laughs> really, oh
1: man it's bad
0: your protection's a must you
1: have to have it i wonder if someone's like wrapping it up blankets now or something like <laughs> i don't know but it some can't type it doesn't it
0: won't, it won't work some it's type of sound dampening system no, it's the
1: blade know. what profession other than your own would you like to attempt
0: um while i was in university i had the privilege of being on our emergency first response team as a volunteer uh, basically a volunteer medic and nice. i would love to if i wasn't doing this i'd be pursuing some type of first response career for sure
1: good for you what profession would you not like to do
0: um i definitely could never be an accountant my sister is an accountant. She loves it. She every, loves it? Loves every minute. She's working through her CPA right now. God love her. She's amazing and she's working so hard, but I could
1: never. I don't see how you
0: love that. I could never do it. I just. She, she comes home and she shows me what she worked on all day, and I went, wow, that looks like terrible. <laughs> <laughs> My God it is a nightmare.
1: <laughs> uh, if heaven exists, what would you like to hear God say when you arrive at the pearly gates?
0: Well, I'm hoping. Uh, that he would say, come on in. Your family's sitting at the table waiting for you. Nice, man
1: austin absolute pleasure having you on the show man i'm so glad that you made the trek out this way but you're visiting family and everything yes yeah. sir
0: it was it was two birds with one stone
1: but nice. it was a privilege to be here i appreciate you thank you and uh thanks so much for the booze i'll enjoy it i'll share it with some friends uh everybody again uh quality construction qualityconstruction.ca, austin at qualityconstruction.ca, and on instagram koala underscore built i think that's it man beautiful thanks angelina <laughs> thank we're out of here